there's this thing in online marketing and in entrepreneurship in general that you need to do everything you need to be in all the social medias and you need to be on all of the channels all of that is not important what's important is for you to get clients and to have a predictable system that's what business is about nobody cares about your instagram caption people are looking for solutions this is dramatic travels entrepreneurs Yo out there in podcast land, it's Aaron here and you have landed on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. There's no doubt that podcasting has changed my life and I can help it change yours too. Just head over to dramaticpodcasting.com, read my story, enroll in my free podcasting mini course that will help you get your journey started the right way. Unleash the power of your voice, take action and head over to dramaticpodcasting.com. Today's featured guest is coming at us all the way from Canary Islands in Spain. Her name is Anna Rova. Anna is a writer, a podcaster, a yoga instructor, and a location-independent entrepreneur. Anna is the founder of Girl Skill, an online media platform, publication, and podcast that empowers women to live a life of freedom, joy, and creativity. Together with her husband, Anna has traveled the world being on the road full-time, writing her blog, recording her podcast with incredible women for Girl Skill. She practices yoga and spreads love and positivity. You can find Anna at girlskill.com. Hello, Anna. Welcome to Dramatic Travels Entrepreneur. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, it is my pleasure. So, Anna, let's just dive straight in. Tell us about Girl Skill and what is your area of expertise? Can I answer this question? Life? <laughs> Life is my area of expertise, but um, no. So, my expertise, I'd say, is uh, femininity and what it means. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah what it means, what it means for women, what it means for men, what power does it have, and all of that good stuff. And I also add, I think my expertise is also staying true to yourself and being authentic and, and living the life, a life that, that you want to live. So that is my expertise and uh, girl skill. What is Girl Skill? Girl Skill currently is a podcast where I interview women about female success. I also share my own personal journey and everything I'm learning. I also am starting or started um, coaching practice as well. I'm, I, I'm not comfortable with the word coach yet. I would rather say I'm a guide or a mentor to women to, into embracing, rediscovering their femininity so we can all live, um, you know, a more fulfilled and creative life as women. Well, being an expert in femininity and in authenticity, tell me about the moment that you decided to to really harness that that expertise and turn it into a business. So there was a moment. So in my previous life, you know, in the, if if you would ask me the expertise question, by the way, I just want to say that I don't think I am an expert uh, because this is an area that you really have to feel in experience in your own life. And, and I don't consider myself as an expert. In fact, I lead women in my groups and I work with the women as a peer because as much as they're learning from me, I'm learning from them. But since your question was phrased as what is your expertise, I'm like, oh, I guess the best thing I'm at is femininity, you know? So I just wanted to mention that. And so the moment was 
when I, in my previous life, I was an email marketer, actually an online marketer, and I, and I knew deep down inside that that's not the path for me. And so when I quit my job in email marketing, online marketing, I was very successful at it, but it was just not my calling. And I quit my job and I decided to take off for about a couple of months um, and just do nothing and see where it takes me. And I decided to write about my journey. So I started my blog on Medium, which got very popular. I became a writer in, you know, three categories, top writer, three categories, love, travel and relationships. And there was a moment there where I was like, so this is not my first podcast, Aaron. Not sure if you knew that, but this is my second podcast. And the first one was called Men Inside Show, where I was interviewing men about women and relationships. And uh, funny story, I've interviewed um, John Gray, who is the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and um, a bunch of other different men about life and relationships and women. And so... I remember I was, we were in Mexico in Sayulita with my husband and we were sitting at a restaurant. I remember the restaurant and I was like, man, I so miss, I miss, I miss interviewing people being, you know, being not necessarily on camera, but having the mic, you know, holding the mic, expressing my voice and running my thing. Um, I, I loved, I, I was missing the fact of creative production, having an idea, working with designers and creatives, putting it all together, having my message, putting it out there, expressing myself. I missed running my own thing. I think deep down inside, I was always an entrepreneur. Um, and I was still obsessed with the subject of femininity, masculinity, and relationships. And so that was the moment, you know, he looked at me and he said, why don't you start another podcast? And I was like, what? Hmm. And so this was it. And then, you know, he suggested actually the domain. And I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to do this thing. And so here we are. <laughs> and here Anna is running her own thing. I love it because that really is what it means to be an entrepreneur is running your own thing and creating that life for yourself, adding value, sharing that expertise, and turning it into a thriving business. So Anna, how much time passed from when you kind of had that moment where you decided that you were going to take this to the next level to start a business? How much time passed before you actually started generating some revenue? So I've, you know, the, the business is actually very young. The podcast is, I started in, so we right now in July, 2018, well, at the, at the time of recording, I know you're going to release it a bit later, but um, I started the business, well, the podcast in um, November, 2017. And so it's been a little bit more than half a year and I'd say six months into so maybe three four months ago since the time we're recording so I think in March I made my first thousand dollars where I ran my first ever group program and uh, yeah I mean I, I'd say that's pretty quick but we you know that was our plan because we've invested we've invested quite a bit of money into this um, because I had faith in it and I, I knew it's going to work and this was the trial run. And so now I'm on the journey of, you know, launching this into the full-blown coaching practice. Well, talk a little bit about using a podcast as a content marketing tool, as a, a lead generation tool, if you will. T talk about, about that for a moment, just the, the impact that having a podcast has had on your other ventures, your other money-making ventures. So podcasting, I mean, Aaron, as you know, is not an easy journey. 
Yeah. So there are people who have had a lot of success with it, but these are mostly people who commit and show up and it's a long-term journey, you know? So people who, unless you've had massive success before, a platform of listeners on somewhere else or a platform of readers or whatever, it's going to take time. And we knew it from the beginning. Um, And so I personally chose podcasting because out of all the other channels, say video or writing, uh, podcasting just appealed to me in so many different ways. First of all, because I'm a podcast junkie. I loved podcasts. And so we chose this platform because I knew that I can have amazing conversations with women. I can share my message through having a mic, being anywhere in the world and just recording interviews. And now I'm branching into sharing my, you know, my own solo shows. But podcasts have an amazing potential to reach your audience and reach your niche. And you are in the you know, in the ears of your listeners and you create a very special relationship with them, with them, I feel. Um, Besides, you know, I'm not watching, I'm not on YouTube. I'm not a big fan of videos or watching videos. It's like kind of a waste of time. I love podcasts because I can multitask, you know, whatever I'm going anywhere, um, there's headphones in my ears and I'm listening or if I'm cooking or washing dishes or whatever. And so, you know, the podcast, the specific Girl Skill podcasts have been steady but slow, you know, um, and in time, I know it's going to grow and, and I don't know if it will ever become, oh my God, the best top, whatever in the, you know, culture and society category, whatever, but I know that I'm going to attract the women, um, that I, that I need to attract or who will come to me through, through the message. So, so far it's been quite rewarding. Well, I love how you shared the why your, your, why you started the podcast was very clear. It suited your suited your skill set, it suited your interest, and it, more, most importantly, it suited your, your audience. And for those out there in podcast land thinking of starting a business around travel, around a digital nomad lifestyle, you really, really need to clearly understand that why. Why do you do what you do? Why do you create the content you create on the platform you create it on? Who's it for? And where are those people hanging out? Where are they most likely to consume content. And to your point about podcasting, to be able to multitask, there's just one quote that I love that just sums it up really well, is that you don't have to say no to other things to say yes to podcasts. And you really can't say that about anything else. You can't say that about reading. You can't certainly can't say that about video. You're not supposed to watch videos while you drive, but certainly listen to those podcasts. So Anna, over the course of your journey, was there a time where things just got overwhelming and you thought maybe you just might want to throw in the towel? I think this actually happened quite recently and this is, this is a very, so I'm going to reveal a secret, Aaron. Um, I'm currently pregnant with my first child. I'm at 16 weeks, four months. And so, congratulations! thank you. Uh, It's been a very hard journey for the last three months because just at the moment where I ran my first program, I had some amazing feedback, quite life transformational feedback from some of the women whom I shared my knowledge with. Um, I found out I was pregnant, which was amazing news for us. Uh, But then morning sickness started and everything went to hell. I had such huge plans for launching my second program, launching my coaching business, everything. 
and that I couldn't do anything. It was devastating for me. And I'm writing about this on social media um, everywhere. If there are any women listening um, who are pregnant, have a family, whatever, just go and check it out because I'm I'm bloody honest with it. You know, it, it completely derailed me in a hundred different directions, especially an entrepreneur, especially a woman who's primary value in life is freedom. Now I'm redefining what freedom really means um, because I think what I thought freedom was is something different. Anyways, um, and so <laughs> the point was that the last two months was just crazy. Um, and now, you know, things are different. And I think I lost my train of thought. This is what hormones do to you when you're pregnant. What was the question? <laughs> what was the question, Aaron? This well, we crazy. started... <laughs> Well, that's so funny, and I love I love the the brutal honesty there, especially up to the point when you lost your train of thought. We started off on a time when you wanted to quit, and you started by telling oh, the story right, about finding right. out that okay. you were pregnant. And over right, the- sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, I got it. So, okay, moment when I wanted to quit. So here I am coming into my second trimester. So the business has stalled. Like I even slowed down the podcast. So you know, I had like two episodes coming out every week, and I, we were on the roll. We were excited. The numbers were growing. Everything. And uh, I slowed down everything. I couldn't do anything. It was devastating. And so a couple of weeks ago, my husband is like, because we're investing money in this every month, you know, to run this thing is not cheap. And (laughs) my husband is like, all right, what are we going to do here? We like, you need to decide because the business is not bringing money and we're just wasting money. So you better quit and not do anything rather than just keep wasting money. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is crazy. Like what? But it was such a way. So it was a wake up call for me. Um, And perhaps this was a bit too harsh, you know, because I'm pregnant and everything. But he's, he's, first of all, he's a man. Second of all, he's my partner in business. And he's running, we're running a business, which I tend to forget sometimes. It's very easy for me as a woman um, to, well, I don't want to go into gender specifics, but I think that, for women especially, it's very important to run a lifestyle and a soul business rather than just focus on the numbers. And I sometimes lose track of that. And my husband is a very good masculine presence that's like, is this a hobby or is this a business? Because we got to treat it seriously. Anyways, and so this was the time where I was really considering a couple of weeks ago, like, what am I going to do with this? You know, because there's so much unpredictability. I mean, in business, there's so much unpredictability anyways, but add to that. The fact that tomorrow, like Aaron, today we're talking, I have the energy, but sometimes I'm dead. Like I can't even talk. I just lie on the bed. And so I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of months. I don't know how am I going to feel? How am I going to feel after the baby's born? And where is this whole thing going? And uh, yeah, so that was the moment where I was like, oh my God, am I going to quit? Am I going to pause? What am I going to do? But deep down inside, what kept me going is I knew I'm not ready to quit. I knew that I need to give this a chance because it has it has proven itself to attract women, to have a bit of traction. And now at least I got to throw some logs into the fire to give it a chance to grow and bloom. And if it doesn't happen, that's fine. Uh, but at least I know that I gave it my all, even being pregnant, you know? So that's what I'm doing now. And um, I'm on the roll, Aaron. I'm going to give it my all and see how things go. <laughs> well, keep giving it your all. Stay on that roll. And I'm certainly very grateful that I caught you on a day when you're not dead. Pass that on the bed. <laughs> yes, very lucky. <laughs>
So let's, ta- let's talk about goals for a second. Well, when you first launched this as a business, what would you describe? How would you describe your number one goal? Oh my God. Like any entrepreneur, I think we were so ambitious. We're like, that's it. That's it. We have an amazing branding. We have an amazing idea. We're going to have all these women and we're, we're going to make it happen. So I think <laughs> we had a goal, crazy goal. We had 30,000 downloads um, as a goal for the first three months. Um, and I don't know, Aaron, what you're thinking. How crazy is that in your mind? Uh, but starting from scratch, this is crazy. Like nobody gets there. Even after... Well, nobody who, as I mentioned before, it is very possible if you have some sort of an audience before or, you know, you're known or whatever, whatever, or maybe you employ some crazy techniques or whatever. We had a successful launch, but nowhere near this. And currently, at the time of the recording, it's been a bit more than six months and I'm almost at 20,000 downloads. So we're definitely, <laughs> we have definitely over uh, overestimated our numbers. Well, you shot for the stars, which is good. And, you know, 20,000 downloads in six months is are very respectable numbers for someone, like you mentioned earlier, someone who didn't have, you didn't bring an existing audience into your podcast. You, you literally started from scratch. Why that number 30,000? What was magical about 30,000? I honestly don't know. It was it was like a, something to aim for. I think it was uh, amazing or like unbelievably crazy to have 10,000 downloads a month. And, you know, we were planning to have eight episodes every month. And so that would mean like, you know, if we can get 1,250 downloads per episode, that would be amazing. And yeah, it was kind of a number, you know, <laughs> to have. And then, and then yeah, we, did, we didn't get there. But yeah, well, numbers are good. Numbers are ab- absolutely key because without that number, without some way of measuring success, you'll never know, you know, did you hit the goal or not? You have to quantify that. Talk, let's talk a bit about how, you know, six months later, how has that, how, is your, how have your goals changed when it comes to the podcast? Not just download numbers, but just the reach and using uh, the podcast as a way to generate revenue or potentially generate revenue for your business. What are your goals like today? So as I tell, as I told you before, it was, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, you're very ambitious in the beginning and then, and it's good, right? You make an educated guess. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Let's go. And so, and it's actually been more than almost more than eight months now since we started. And now I'm very, very realistic. So I'm kind of giving myself goals that are exciting but are not unrealistic. Like I know by now, and you know, this takes time when you're in business, it just like you don't know, you know, you go into the market, you test things and all of that. So currently what I'm having actually is um, in terms of in terms of my download numbers um, and I can tell you my goals for the next quarter. Uh, I would love to grow 20 percent every month in terms of downloads. So that would mean that, you know, I'd have actually it's funny, almost 30,000 um, downloads by the end of next quarter. So we're talking about September. So we're like, you know, we were overestimated our goal by maybe about like two quarters ahead, which is like fine. And so that's that in terms of revenue. Uh, my initial goal was to get to about $8,000 a month recurring revenue, which didn't happen, obviously. But now my targets are, you know, I want to make about $14,000 in the next quarter. And then that would sustain me, you know, 
at least cover the expenses. That's my goal currently because of the pregnancy and everything. And I thought really hard about this, you know, but right now in the business, at least what I know I need to do is to cover the expenses because we can't keep spending. And then once I'm back on track after the baby, I'm going to focus on actually not only sustaining it, covering expenses, but also producing profits. Well, those detailed measurable goals are are absolutely key. And I love that you're, you're so specific with them, whether it's whether you're talking revenue or you're talking downloads, you have very specific targets and ways to evaluate your success, whether or not you're hitting the targets and what variables in your business are helping you get closer to that target. So you can amplify those, pour gasoline on the fire, I like to say. And then also on the flip side, being able to identify what things maybe aren't moving the needle that you can pull back from and and save uh, save some resources to put into the things that are working. Yeah, absolutely. And I've I've actually narrowed it down to pretty specific things. And today in business, I do everything that leads me to basically these these three goals, podcast downloads, revenue, and actually growing my list, my email list. Crystal clear. I love it. So here's a fun question. Let's shift in this conversation a little bit just to a specific success story. Luck, Anna, is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Can you tell us a story about a time when your preparation enabled you to seize an opportunity that to an outsider might have seen like you just got lucky? I love this question, Aaron, because I honestly don't believe in luck. And uh, I can tell you why. I am, and it's funny, because I'm such an individualist. So usually, you know, there are these entrepreneur success stories that, and I listen to a lot of entrepreneurial interviews. My favorite podcast is actually How I Built This. And obviously, you know, Guy Raz interviews all these famous people and all of that. And and there are these stories that are like, oh, my God, I, I just did this. And, uh, you know, I was kind of prepared or whatever. And then this thing happened. And I just said, yes. Yeah. Or like, you know, a publisher came in or there was an opportunity. To be honest with you, so far, this never this hasn't happened to me. Like, you know, out of the blue, Huffington Post messaged me and said, hey, Anna. You know, why don't you kind of write for us? <laughs> I think this is coming further down the track. Yeah, when, when I'm growing bigger and everything, when I start to make waves. Currently in my journey, every opportunity that I had or presented itself, it's an opportunity that I created for myself. And this is how I live my life. Everything that I got so far is a direct result of me being prepared, meaning, you know, it's, it's a combination of different factors of my experiences, my beliefs, my learnings, my investing in myself, my constant learning of life and questioning and being very self-aware, plus doing the action. So if you ask me some of the things that happened in, in my journey, like when I interviewed John Gray, you know, who's like the biggest author in relationships, like this was just crazy for a small podcast. I contacted him, <laughs> you know. I didn't wake up one day and be like, oh my goodness, John, no. I just woke up one day and I said, you know what? I'm going to contact some big names. And I remember that moment. I contacted John Gray, Tim Ferriss, and Seth Godin. And John Gray's assistant, I don't know how in the world she got my email, but she did. And we set up the interview. And I remember that day when I woke up at 4 a.m. to go to an office to record an interview with John Gray at 6 a.m. I didn't believe that he's going to show up. It was just impossible. It was crazy. But I managed to have an amazing interview because I was prepared, because everything that I had experienced before that moment has led me into this moment. And so 
and, and a bunch of other things happen. You know, I'm waiting for a really big guest to come on my girl skill podcast with like a million followers um, on Instagram. And all of these things hap- are happening because I'm creating the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Like luck for me doesn't really exist. I don't believe in luck. I think that we create our own opportunities. There is a factor of being at the right place at the right time. But I think you are the one who made it happen. And I'm being, you know, perhaps I'm too individualistic. Perhaps I read too many Ayn Rand books and I'm too like, you know, by myself traveling the world, whatever. But everything that happened in my life, and I was thinking, you know, back when I was a teenager, everything I wanted, I had to go and get it. Starting from going to America as a teenager to going to college and winning a scholarship to going to Malaysia, getting a job, starting a podcast, doing this, traveling, like everything in my life. I have created this. And I truly believe you are the creator of your own reality. And I know that this is the key to seizing an opportunity. And I know that in time, the more I show up and I keep doing the work, I will have this moment where somebody will contact me or whatever, some magical thing will happen, which I still believe that will not be magical at all. It's just a direct result of my actions. And that's how I live my life. And that, that really encompasses the entrepreneurial spirit, creating those opportunities for yourself, whether it's getting yourself where you need to be in the world to get the proper education, getting to America, or getting, like you said, getting John Gray on your podcast, making that ask. I, I wrote that down in big, bold letters in my notes. Make the ask, because that is so important. Because uh, when, you're, when you're prepared and you make that ask, you, you just never know what, what might happen, especially here in 2018 with the technology we have, with social media. And you can track down just about anybody's email address with just a little bit of digging and ask the question. And you know what? You might be blown away by the response because these are just, these are human beings, folks. They're, you know, they're very well known. They're very renowned. They're very successful. But at the end of the day, they're human beings just like you and me. And they might say yes and be ready and be prepared to interview John Gray when his assistant calls you to schedule a time. Absolutely. And just to add one more thing, Aaron, I don't think we're always prepared in, in the sense that, you know, when an opportunity happens or you, or you go ahead and, and pursue the opportunity, like I didn't even think this is going to happen. And I don't think I was prepared. But once there was a confirmation, I was like, oh, right. What do I do now? And so you're, you're a lot of the times in business, you grow and you're stepping out of your comfort zone, something that you're not ready for. I wasn't ready for the pregnancy. I wasn't ready for a lot of things that happen. But then you figure it out and you have this trust deep down in yourself that you will figure out no matter what happens. That's what business is all about. It's about, per- and honestly, it's about personal growth and moving things forward and just seeing, knowing your potential and seeing how much you can go forward. Incremental improvement, just getting a little better every day. If you do that for 100 days, for 200 days, for 1,000 days, just getting a little better, you're not even going to recognize yourself two, three, four, five years down the track. And I think that's a great takeaway. And I think you're on a wonderful, wonderful trajectory with uh, with Girl Scale, Anna. So let's turn to some specific tactics here as we kind of wind this down. Anna, can you share a specific tactic that you use to fight through the tough times as an entrepreneur? Okay. One of the tactics that I do, I, I tend to get advice and support from other trusted advisors. I think I have built around myself a support group that I can rely on. And so it's that combined with a trust that it's going to be fine. 
no matter what happens, I'm going to be fine. And I think this is not necessarily a business technique, although business is so related to your personal belief system and how you live your life and your routines and everything. So I don't panic anymore. I know there's an answer and it took me a bit of time and it's like a muscle. But even like I've, I've shared with you throughout, it was a very tough decision and challenge for me to decide what am I going to do next with the pregnancy and unpredictability. But I knew deep down in my heart that I will find a solution. The clarity will come. What I did before, I wanted the clarity so much, you know, it almost like I was so impatient for, but I need to know this now. I need to do this. Oh my God. And then you get into this agony, but it doesn't happen like this. Sometimes things take time and I have deep faith and trust that when I do certain actions, for example, reaching out, let's get on a call, do the research, talk with people, the clarity will come. And I have deep trust in myself, in my body, that I will get there. And so it happens. But you can't force it. <laughs> so that's what I learned. My biggest takeaway is I engage my support group and I give myself some time. You can't put clarity on a deadline. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't be like, okay, at 7 a.m. tomorrow, I'm going to have the clarity. Sometimes you need to, but then you, get, you go with your best guess and you, you, you can't know. And then you might make a mistake and that's fine. You just kind of turn around or you take a different path. But that's it. That's all you can do. There is something magical though that happens on, at least in my experience, when you do put a hard deadline on something, your brain mm. goes into another gear because it knows that there's something has to happen by a certain date. Like in your example, finding some answer, some solution to a problem by 7 a.m. tomorrow. When your brain knows that it's looking for that, it, it kicks into another gear and there's there's really just something magical about that hard deadline for achieving some goal or some milestone. So my friend, reach out, find that support group and clarity will come. Anna, what is something that you were obsessed with in the beginning of your business that just turned out to be not that important? <laughs> I think, so I'm a big fan of Sam Owens and me and my husband are following his, not sure if you're familiar with Aaron or anyone in, in your audience. Repeat the name for me. Sam Owens. Sam Owens. He's okay. A, yeah, he's a, he's a Kiwi guy who owns the domain consulting.com and is a millionaire teaching other people how to do consulting and coaching. And so I've been struggling with this idea for a long time, but I think as entrepreneurs, what we do is that we get caught up with unimportant things that you feel like you, you always need to do. You know, there's this thing in online marketing and in entrepreneurship in general, that you need to do everything. You need to be in all the social medias and you need to be on all of the channels and you need to do content marketing and you, need, and you just need to do everything. And his thing, which I now am realizing slowly because I've been so struggling with social media in general and content marketing, whatever, is that all of that is not important. What's important is for you to get clients or customers and to have a predictable system that's what business is about nobody cares about your instagram caption i mean nobody cares about you people are looking for solutions and if you can provide these solutions you can charge for them knowing the pain of your market of your customers and having a solution and providing the solution to them in the right way in the least amount possible so it's not about the time it's about the result you give to people is the most important thing. Nobody cares about your Facebook page, Instagram, whatever. And we're so caught up in social media today that it's like insane. And I just gave up, <laughs> you know? It's like, you know what? I'm done trying. So I think 
And I'm really focused now on creating a system for attracting the right clients through organic channels. So there's still social media involved, but I'm not trying that hard. I'm not worried about how many damn followers I have and oh my God, how many likes I have and all of that. You know, I have my support group, I have my small list, and I'm going to do everything I can organically to get the the first 10 clients. And I, I believe it's absolutely possible. And from then on, once I have a predictable system, of creating revenue and profit in my business, I will be investing in advertising. That's it. And I don't give a damn about anything else. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Today, I just want to share this. Today, I shared something controversial and there was a woman who commented who didn't agree with me and she said, I'm afraid. I'm afraid you just lost a follower. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Do you know? Like, oh my, what am I, what am I supposed to, to do now? Like, get depressed and cry and beg you to stay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm afraid you just lost the follow. I got so pissed. I'm like, you know what? There's millions of women out there who will resonate. Okay, not millions, but there are women out there who will resonate with my message. And there are women out there who will not. And if you choose to unfollow me, please, I'm not here to make you stay. Do you know? There's so much information out there. People are so confused, overwhelmed. I just need to hit the right chord with the right audience, knowing their pain and having a solution for them. That's it. Well, Anna's going to share the link to that post, first of all, so we can put it in the show notes. But just in my mind, I'm thinking as you're telling that story, for every one follower you might lose with a controversial post, you might gain you might gain 10 because you you made your mark, you put your flag in the ground, you say, this is what I stand for. And if you're not willing to rally under my banner, then go find a different banner. Absolutely. And you know, somebody said, like, I know Mark, uh, Mark Manson writes about this. They have to either love you or hate you. There's nothing in between. If you're saying something that is just average or bland, prepare for an average business or a rever- an, an average following or whatever. If you're willing to put your ideas out there, there are kind of dramatic or whatever. And what matters, and there's an article, very good article. can't remember the name of the guy. What matters is your first or in general, a thousand loyal fans. That's all you need. If you have a thousand loyal fans, you can build a business and live your life. I'm not there to gain followers. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, not, it's not my purpose. My, pur- my purpose is to live my life, spread my message, create contribution while I live the life that I want to live. So that's it. You're right. <laughs> well, it's an old saying, but it's as true as ever. You try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. So definitely make your mark and be controversial if you need to. Attract those, those followers, those, those thousand loyal fans, and then forget about everybody else. Focus on the people who love you, help them solve their problems, and find solutions that make their lives better. And you're going to win at business and you're going to win at life. Anna, what is the best investment you have ever made in yourself? Oh, God, this is such a hard question. Um, <laughs> I've made so many good investments in myself. The most important is education. I think the, the most important is, I, so I have two specific things that, that I, can, I can think about. And there's a very good saying, again, that comes from Sam Ovens. I think I became a, a groupie. You're one of his loyal fans. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, and that's what matters. I, I don't care about anyone else. I'm just going to follow Sam Ovens and, of course, uh, you know, filter it through my own judgment and everything. But something that he says is the way you treat, the way you are, the way you behave as a client and the way you invest in yourself, your clients are going to mirror you. And so 
it was a long time for me where I didn't invest and spend money on education at all. And this comes from my stereotypes, limiting beliefs of where I come from. Uh, because, you know, money was always scarce and you, you'd like, you just downloaded books, downloaded movies, you never buy these things. And so slowly, slowly, I'm still struggling with the movies. But with books, I, I pay for books on Amazon, which was like transformational for me. <laughs> but anyway, so the two big investments that I'd made um, last year, I invested in a yoga teacher training, which was a lot of money. I think this was the first biggest investment. It was $3,000. It was in Bali. Absolutely worth it. My view has changed. And I actually tattooed the three kind of mantras from that yoga teacher training on my arm, which is, it is what it is. We are where we're at. And this too shall pass, which are my guiding principles through life. And then the second one is I invested in my, um, which I'm currently going right now, through in my feminine embodiment coaching certification program, where I'm now learning to almost done actually to 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 use the tools and actually to get depth in my work with women uh, because before I knew the theory and the business and everything but I didn't really have the depth and so I think that this this was it um, yeah but learning you know learning and education is something that really makes sense for you and a difference is is the most important Excellent. Now, Anna, I think I know the answer to this next question, but can you name a person whose life is exactly where you want yours to be five years from now? It's not Sam Owens. It's not Sam Owens. Okay, <laughs> I was wrong. It's not Sam Owens. I think because simply because he's a man, you know. Um, Fair enough. I'm, I'm much more, because I do this femininity, masculinity work, I'm much more inspired by women. And it's, it's a very hard question because... My, my gut reaction is no one because I don't, I don't, you know, there's this, that's what social media did to us. It kind of created a false idea of where people are in their lives. And so the famous people, the business owners, we have no freaking idea what's going on in their day-to-day -day -day life. A lot of them don't share the struggles. And I really appreciate people who do share their struggles, their down moments. And I talk about this in, in my podcast with women. You know, there are many successful women out there who are like, I get up sometimes, I can't do anything. And I feel like this is human. This is the reality. And so it's very hard to answer this question because I'm like, I don't know what's going on in her life. Yeah, on the outside, she's successful and everything. But if I had to name a person, my two kind of women I, lo I look up to, but again, I don't know what the hell is going on in their lives now, you know? She must be making, like, this is it. This is the success that we see on the outside is not really the success that's inside. But I think these women have gotten to, to being so self-aware and and having the, a place in their hearts and minds and souls and having a true communication with their clients and are, are leading their, their movements and their businesses in, a, in an authentic way. One of them is Danielle Laporte and the other one is Mary Forleo and they're, they're like girlfriends. <laughs> um, but these women are a representation and again, I don't know what they're not saying behind the scenes and there might be things that they're not saying. But they, they're living, they're, they're having their own businesses. They have a message to share. They are successful in their business, creating revenue, contribution, all of this. They're real on their social media. And, and, and that's what I want. That's, that's where I want to be in, well, earlier than five years from now. But I think it's going to, might take me five years. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, it's nice to have 
that mentor, even if it's a virtual mentor to shoot for and to, to kind of follow in their footsteps, stand on those shoulders of those giants who came before you. We are speaking with Anna Rova from Girl Skill. And Anna, before we say goodbye, please tell us about a person who has had the biggest positive impact on your business, besides you, of course. So I have to say it's my husband. And, uh, you know, if he hears this interview, like he's, I mean, he's a very humble person, but I have to write an article, something like what my husband taught me about money and business and well, not so much life, but I think money and business. I very much appreciate the masculine energy um, and the testosterone and the clarity and the space and the movement and the ambition that men who identify with the masculine essence have. And I'm a big fan, just want to say that, I'm a big fan of David Data, the concept of polarity, and how he says, then that's what I teach in my work, that a lot of, most women identify with the feminine essence, most men identify with the masculine essence. In my marriage, in my relationship, that's why I teach women, is creating that polarity. And so, as I mentioned to you before, Aaron, he is the one who changed my mindset on a lot of things that have to do with money, self-worth, and business. Starting from, you need to decide, is this a business or a hobby? If this is a business, you've got to treat it seriously. You've got to show up. A lot of the financial decisions made, he was the one who has encouraged me to make those two big investments that I told you about because it was scary for me. I, I didn't know, like, honestly, I thought deep inside that I'm not really worth it. This is too much money. And he has pushed me to do this. And just a lot of different things, you know, like on a practical level, he's like, why are you wasting your time on this if you can pay someone to do this? Why do you need to go? Because I was always, you know, oh, no, 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 no. We need to save money. I'm going to walk for like an hour to another corner of my city to get this cheap thing. And he's looking at me. He's like, do you realize you're going to waste an hour? Why don't you pay someone or why don't you do something else that's going to generate income instead of, you know, saving money or wasting money? So it's a mentality of, of abundance. I appreciate his energy of clarity and of moving things into action, of believing in me for starting a business, of investing in that business together with me. So it's like this thing when you have, and I know so many businesswomen, and in fact, a lot of people don't talk about this, but a lot of the successful businesswomen have their partners or husbands, or you know, there's a there's a man partner, male partner in, in that relationship that really supports. And I'm not saying that as a single woman, you can't do it by yourself. You absolutely can. There's so many women who do it, but I think it's so much harder. And I believe in that dance of the masculine and the feminine where I, my job, so we, we actually have, we actually play very good roles. My job is to create content, show up and create a heart, so to say, or a soul to the business. I could never do anything just for money, which I know so many women, so many men can. A lot of women just can't do it. It's draining for us. And so... <laughs> You know, I bring that side to it. He brings the clear-headed, cold-blooded decision-making in it. You know, for him, this is a business, and he reminds it. He reminds me of that. And I think without him, it would take. I'd probably get here, but it would take me longer. I think. And major decisions that I have to make in business, I always ask his opinion. It doesn't mean I always follow it. It doesn't mean we always agree, but I always rely and listen to his opinion because I know that he brings in a quality 
that I have, so I have a lot of masculine energy, but perhaps the quality and the experience that it is to a different degree. I don't know if that makes sense, Erin, because this is a little bit spiritual and maybe a bit woohoo, <laughs> but that's what I would say. Well, it sounds like you and your husband are a wonderful match in business and, of course, uh, as life partners as well. Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, we've been talking with Anna Rova from Girlskill. You can follow her at girlskill.com or on Instagram at Girlskill Official, Facebook at Girlskill Official, or you can read some of Anna's published work at medium, medium.com slash at Anna Rova. Anna, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Thanks so much, Aaron. It was awesome. If you create travel content, then you know how important it is to truly connect with your audience. And podcasting is simply a phenomenal way to create those intimate connections. Podcasting lets you use the power of your voice to share your message, change people's lives, all while expanding your influence and growing your business. My friend, podcasting is a huge part of my dream life, and I want to help make it part of yours too. So if you're ready to start using the power of your voice, take that first step by going to dramaticpodcasting.com. And there you're going to find everything you need to start your podcasting journey from how to create and launch your podcast to how to grow your audience and start making money. It's all there, my friend. It's at dramaticpodcasting.com.